Hi and welcome to today's podcast in Podcastville. It's uh, 4-11. It's Eric and Alex, the little one. Bethany should be along shortly. I should have played the Friday theme since uh, I, I, I've been chasing the Friday guest forever, but her work wouldn't let her be on the uh, podcast. So uh, she's leaving. Now I get to have her on tomorrow, so that'll be fun. But um, happy uh, happy Friday Eve, Miss Thomas. Hello, happy Friday Eve to you. Hello, um, I don't have all my energy because while uh, I'm feeling better, symptom wise, I feel a little run down, and I have no COVID test results yet, which sucks. Well, yeah, uh, it's something about the day today. It's a little, I like. It's not a crappy day, but like I don't. I think everybody's dragging today. They uh, said, I think, two to four business days. Mm. I'm hoping that was the um, under-promise, over-deliver. But that's what they told me when I had gotten tests back in the fall, when there were more people Mm -hmm. getting tested. So I'm hoping before the end of close of business or today, um, I get something. I wonder if they're a little bit busier because of the cases increasing. Possibly, possibly, but all yeah. the appointments to get tested were open yesterday. So I'm I, while cases are going up, I'm hoping and guessing that um, more people are getting tested. But this is not as wild as it's been in the most perilous of times. But right, right, we don't yeah. know. Um, <clears throat> I have to keep an eye on traffic because there are leaves on seventy five. And what? I, yes, there are leaves, and I don't. I get very, I get very succinct and direct information in this traffic site that I use, um, <clears throat> and then I can go on a map and see like different colors. And red is obviously bad. And from about Alexis to the state line, seventy-five southbound is at a uh, is at almost a crawl, I guess, because two right lanes are blocked due to leaves, debris of leaves. On 75. <laughs> That's random. I know. I know. And I'm wondering how many leaves, like piles, and how they got there. I guess I could pull up the camera, but it's a little bit hard to read those at times. So in the, for the time being, it will just be leaves are in the road. Hello, Bethany. Hello. Shwello. Hello. Um, I have a quick update as my DNA is about to be someplace else besides my shower drain in the world. Um, Ew. My, so, uh, I guess Tracy. Tracy's had three. Well, had a doc. Had two doctor's appointments this week, and one run to the hospital Tuesday morning, like at mm. one a.m. And uh, my dad told me that from the doctor's visit today. This no Noel is almost eight eight pounds. Is that a lot? Ooh, I it's getting there. So she's almost eight pounds and not out yet. Um, but she is not ready to, and she's comfortable in in the womb. And I guess that's great, except for the fact Tracy is very uncomfortable with the child <laughs> not out yet. And uh, my dad said uh, Noel is not coming in the immediate future and I guess that means today or tomorrow and I think Tracy and Paul were hoping she'd be out by the end of the week but we're inching closer to the due date of August 6th or so but so 
Uh, Bethany, help me out here. That's, is that a big kid? Is it going to grow anymore? What are your What are your thoughts on all this? I mean, they when they tell you like how much it weighs and the size, they're they're guesstimating because all they can do is kind of do measurements, but it's not necessarily accurate. Um, I mean, they they get close. I I mean, I Maddie came out on her due date. Um, I mean, I was in labor three days prior to that, but uh, she ended up coming out on the due date. So, and a lot of people, when it's their first kid, they don't they don't usually come early. It's usually due date or mm-hmm. later. So she she's she's cooking and she'll come out when she's ready. Um, and they could say she's eight pounds, but she she might not be that big yet. So she'll she'll also lose weight after she leaves the hospital. So like babies are born at eight pounds and then they drop down like a pound, you know, after that. So yeah, Maddie lost about a pound after she was born. And then, you know, they kind of track, like they're supposed to gain so many ounces as they Mm -hmm. check them. But, uh, that's kind of crazy. Like think you lose like one ninth or like a 10th of your body weight, uh, from leaving the hospital. If all of us lost a 10th of our body weight, we'd be high fiving each other. (laughs) <laughs> that would be fantastic. Um, what uh, are there other things I should be asking or anything like that? Um, like that I need to know or help me out I here. Think so I think just just you know continue to be supportive. There's probably not much you can do from long distance. So yeah, um, you know just have encouraging words. Don't. The, the problem is like you never know how people are going to be emotionally um around these times uh i was pretty level-headed some people are just very heightened emotionally and so like joking or like making fun of a large head on a baby is probably not a good idea because you don't know how they're gonna react so so my, so my dad shouldn't crack any jokes is what you're saying, right? Probably Correct. not. Um, I would wait, you know, whenever you see a picture, that's a beautiful baby. And that's all you say. And you keep your comments <laughs> to yourself. Um, and you wait and you let, you know, let, let a month or so go by and then you can start cracking jokes, but don't, don't Same do goes it right for out Tracy. the gate. Same yeah. goes for Tracy. Let's not mention anything about her weight this time. You know, I keep asking my dad, uh, <laughs> and I, I like I, especially your dad because didn't your dad already make a comment her about her weight? <laughs> yeah. So we're just not going to address that at all. And they weren't and, talking. And for Barry months. needs to just not say anything. <laughs> He'll drop something, I fear, and tears will come. So it's a good point. Something, something ugly could unfortunately happen, which will be disappointing, but. Hopefully everybody gets over it, but I understand that, you know, emotions will be pretty, pretty high. I just want to know if everybody's ready. Like, is Paul ready? Do they have everything that they need? Is my dad ready for, like, I don't, my dad. Like, here's the thing. You're never really ready, but you can ask, are, are they prepared as they can be? Sure. You know what I mean? Like, you're never really ready. Um, and you can try to think of everything you could possibly need and things will still surprise you. Um, but, uh, 
you know, it'd probably be good to like gauge where his mental health is. You know, if he's freaking out, if he's like pretty cool about it, if there's like, you know, just kind of gauging where, where he's at so that he's not ready to jump off a cliff. My brother's pretty level-headed. Um, and when I see a picture of him with uh, the infant... Actually, hold on, hold on one second. I have to listen to something. Nobody go anywhere. Mm-hmm. So, Alex. <laughs> sorry. Hi, sorry, I'm back. Hi. Um, something was missing, but I put it back. Um, when I see Paul holding something he created, I'll... I'll have a moment, but it's still, I'm still mm-hmm. so far removed from it. Like, I know that they have this stuff, and Bethany, you say, you're never really ready, but I'm assuming they have a crib or something for this child to sleep in. Like, I have very low expectations and standards for what they can do as a team. Like, I... Paul didn't have to deal much with Phoenix when he was a baby. I think they reconnected when Phoenix was about three or four. Um, so I know Tracy can manage this, but my brother, like it's been a long, I, I have not lived at home. I mean, I've been away for home, from home for 22 years. And in from like 06 to 11, I was an hour away in Allentown and I'd, I'd go home once a week or three, four times a month, but I didn't live there. So, like, I didn't see a lot of my brother growing up. Um, so I'm curious to see how he does with this. And I, I shouldn't feel like that because he's 34 years old and, you know, not dead. He made his dumb mistakes like I did. Apparently, Paul's big thing, um, he had some school issues like I did. But I think he fell into the credit card trap. And I think he, oh. I think he really jacked up his credit. Like, I got to ask my dad and find out the exact story, but... Um, I think he might have had like a negative credit rating mm. at some point in his twenties, and I don't know. We all have our vices. That, yeah, that happens to a lot of people. <laughs> so that was his thing, but I'm I, I I I can't even say I'm excited again. I'm so far removed from it. It's it's kind of weird, but I wish them luck, and I I do want to know like how my dad feels about this. But we don't ever have these serious. I have more of these serious emotional conversations with you guys than I do with my dad. But I'd like to know like, did you ever, did you ever think this was not going to happen? And I'm sure he would say with me, yeah, I had a feeling. But Paul, I don't know, I don't know, because he maybe he is he was resigned to never having a grandchild. I'm excited for you guys, though, because I think there's something about I don't have my own child. So I think I can relate in that you're unsure. Like, you know, like, of course, you're excited. But then when the when the baby actually comes and you see pictures and then the time will come where you'll get to meet the baby like there is your I mean, I know it sounds gross, but like that that baby is a part of you, too. Like there's your family, like your DNA is there. Sometimes yeah, there's a natural connection there. There really is. Like sometimes these kids even come out looking like I have a girlfriend and her nephew looks identical to her and nothing like her sister who like popped him out. You know, like my Mm -hmm. nephews look a lot like me when I was that age and I love every second of it. So I'm excited for you. I think that um, it'll be a nice, nice moment for you. I'm curious how many gifts you're going to buy around um, the holidays. If you're going to buy mm-hmm. any. It's a great question. There's an, you're going to. There's a, there's another question. <laughs> I think flo- you are too. There's another question <laughs> floating out in the ether, which my very cynical uh, uh, long distance friend Ashley brought up. She's like, when are they going to take it to Disney? 
mean, three months. months. If you and I, not even if it when okay, we were at the zoo last weekend. I think we went to the zoo last weekend, and there was a baby that I was like, that baby is days old, and I was being nosy, and I was like, oh my gosh, like how old? And he goes four weeks. What? Oh, I was like, take that baby back. She to the hasn't house. even healed from that. She hasn't even healed from that, and this baby is at the zoo. Like yeah. I, I, I give them like four weeks, and they're at Disney. My dad said that Tracy, hopefully jokingly, I that's my addendum, uh, was thinking about going just a couple of weeks ago, and I don't know if she was serious or not. She's probably she, curious. She's always yeah. getting these. Yeah, you guys know the story by now. Um, so I, I hope that my if there's, we'll put bets on what, what sarcastic or snark will my dad throw at Tracy that sets her off, and I'm gonna put the highest dibs. <laughs> it won't be a weight joke. It'll be a Disney thing. Um, but yeah, and, again. Heightened emotions. I would keep. I would keep my mouth shut. I will. I will pass that along to my dad. I will tell him to watch his his snark, and sarcasm. Bethany, that that four week old or whatever. While it was probably needing to be back in its preemie or the uh, the, the pi. What is the picu? Um, I would. I mean, they would have to take this infant on a plane. What is the earliest age or month or week that a infant can fly i mean okay so here's the thing right we're kind of still in the middle of a pandemic yeah and i feel like i wouldn't like i didn't really do much in huge public places a because rona and b because you should really wait until they've had their shots Mm -hmm. um before you start traveling them around the world so I don't think it's a good idea. Give me a month. Like, when do they get all those shots so they can be around other people? They're really not done. October, probably. like, a year. They Mm. really haven't had all their stuff until they're about a year old, I think. All right, well, let's let's put another bet on the table. So, will they... They they, they have to take the baby. No one else is going to be able to watch the baby. And it would be horrific of Tracy to leave an infant a month's old infant with someone else while they went to Disney but when when will they be at Disney uh will it be before or after next October or you mean this October this October definitely Halloween <laughs> like I'm gonna we- guess by the end of October you- with with the baby okay Ugh. I guess a bearing complications uh if they were smart they would wait until next summer but if not, I don't know. Maybe they take a winter trip since it'll be kind of nice down there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, think, I mean, I hope they don't because that's not really a good I, idea. I know the babies have like up to years worth of shots. I know my girlfriend, I wasn't allowed to see her baby. Like nobody was allowed to see her baby until he had his like 90 day shots or something like that. So I know mm-hmm. that there's like the first few months you get the most important ones, right? Like you get the ones yeah. where you can, you can yeah, most you get likely. Some like, you yeah. get some like right away, you get some at a month, you get some at three months, you get some at six months. And then right. um, Maddie's next bout is when she's a year old. So, I mean, wait, I'm you know, say six, after that six month months. Mark. They really, like, it's not fun 
it's not that it's not fun. Like now that Maddie's nine months old, like we take her to the zoo and we took her to the aquarium. Like now she's at the age where she's interested in that stuff. She can find things with her eyes. Like she, Mm -hmm. she's not going to remember, but like she's actively interested in looking at the things. Um, I feel like before that they just don't, they're just kind of there. Right. They're not really engaging in anything, so I don't know that it would be really any fun until they're about nine months old. The so fun- I feel like they're going to go for Phoenix, though, because yeah. Phoenix is going to need that. The fun is not well, for yeah. Noelle. <laughs> it's yeah. for Tracy yeah. and Phoenix. Um, yeah. I, Maddie seemed to do all those things months ago, though. Like, I mean, like be interested. Yeah, she was interested, but like it's more fun now because like she'll see. <laughs> reach for things or she'll like touch at things and follow things and like blab about things. There's, there's more interaction um, with the world around her than like her just noticing things. If that makes sense. My dad likes to tell a story. If he still remembers to tell it when I was, when my, I don't know how old my brother was, but I do remember uh, he was young. He might've been Maddie's age. I, I don't know, but I, it sounds like about the time he was Maddie's age. And I asked my dad, like, when's he going to do stuff? <laughs> and he would, because he, he would rub that in my face when we both got older. And I wanted him to stop doing stuff um, <laughs> and stop being annoying and stop being a little brother. And my dad's like, this is what you wanted. Like, you asked when he was going to do stuff. Well, I so. was super mad when my sister came because I was five, almost six years old. And, you know, the whole time, my mom was pregnant it was oh you're gonna get a little sister you're gonna be able to play with her and do all this stuff and blah 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 she's gonna be your best friend and then she comes out and she's like this infant thing that just lays there and i was so mad i was like you didn't tell me she was gonna be a zero you told me i could play with her and i you know the logic of a five-year-old is uh she's not playing with me so i i was bait and switched i was was, uh, mad. i was mad and and angry and upset when Tyler came out, but whatever. Um, <laughs> so we'll, I'll, I'll keep up with baby updates with those things and warn my dad not to say anything that could be a, offensive or cause lots of erratic emotions. Not un, un, yeah. not un, un, not unnecessarily. Um, Just tell him to keep it all in his head and then he can unleash on you over the phone. Yes. Um, Bethany, so you, your, your street made the news earlier this week or over the weekend because mm-hmm. I guess your street got was one of the streets in Toledo that got redone? Yeah, I think we were the first one to get quote-unquote repaved. <clears throat> so they've been in my neighborhood too, I think anyway. I think the streets are being repaved. I might be wrong. But if I'm right and they... I don't know if the streets were... I live needed to be repaved. So did your street need to be repaved? At least from Hill to where you live, I don't think it was all that bad. Um, our street, yes, was was pretty bad and um floods a lot when it rains. Um also Hill between Hollandsylvania and McCord is tore up, uh specifically right around Hollandsylvania. So like at the end of our street, it's a, a nightmare um so that needed to be done too i don't know how long it will last um it's nice right now but it's not like they 
uh, I don't know what the word is, but it's not like they tore it up to kind of flatten it and then repave a nice surface on, you know, on top. It was like, we're just going to lay asphalt on the existing road, which I'm assuming in a year's time is going to crumble again. Possibly. So we'll, we'll see how long it lasts. I mean, right now it's, it's nice. Um, but it's kind of been a, a pain that we can't exit out of one of the ends of our street. Um, yeah, but I, I think they're almost done with Hill <clears> if they're not already done. So. I saw that when I was over your house a couple weekends ago, and I just followed what Rochelle down and came out somewhere else. Um, if I'm not mistaken, you mentioned Holland, Sylvania, and Hill. I think a couple of people got hit and killed last night uh, at that intersection. <gasps> really? Oh, no. Yeah, I think it, it was late at night, and I, I, I know it's around you. I know they got hit. I don't know. I think they, they might have died, but it was like 1130 at night. It was definitely Oof. late at night, so... Sad stuff. Uh, wait, I didn't did I hear find... anything, but I was probably passed out. Hansylvania, <laughs> uh, and I'm sorry, Hansylvania and Bancroft. It was just for 11:30. A 45 year old and a 50 year old tried to cross Hansylvania after leaving a bar. Didn't yield to oncoming traffic. One was dead at the scene. Another was described with life saving, uh, with life threatening injuries. Serious but stable condition. Police suspect alcohol was a factor for both pe- both the pedestrians and the drop. Wait for both the pedestrians. Hold on. I can. It's the COVID <laughs> symptoms I have. Police suspect alcohol was a factor for both pedestrians and the driver was not at fault. Okay, maybe that sentence needed a comma, but sounds like they sadly stumbled into traffic. So Interesting. That's too bad. Wow. Um, more Bethany stuff. Arguably the biggest topic of the day, and it was, quite frankly, stunning news that I saw. And Alex, I don't know if you saw it, but there are open slots to get into TSA at this moment in time. There are. What's up with that? Um, we just we have some spots. We have uh, spots in sixth grade primarily um, that need to be filled, and I think it's just you know people didn't know what the school year was going to look like this year. Um, I mean, we still have a waiting list of like 154 people. They're just not in the grades that we have holes right now. So we're trying to let people know that if you're going into sixth grade and you want to come to TSA, we have spots, um, which never happens. So, you know, even, even if you're not sure, I would try it, <laughs> uh, try it out. And how many spots, how many spots are we talking and where should people go to try to get in? Oh, I know you were going to ask me that. Um, I don't know how many spots. Um, if I said 10, would it be too many? Because I think that might be the number. I know there's a, a couple of I, spots. I of, would say around 10. Okay. And I think it's a, I think there's like a, a small, like a couple in 10th and 11th grades. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if, if you're even questioning it, uh, I would do it because this never happens where we have, where we have spots. Um, but uh, go to the website, TS, the number four arts.org. Um, and the enrollment information is there. You can always call the school. The phone number is 419-246-8732 um, and ask for the enrollment coordinator and they'll give you all the information. No, the number is 419-GERKY. He <laughs> <laughs> wishes. Um, it seems like we're going to have to have this, this, this point of discussion every week now. I think and I hope I'm wrong that the whole return to work strategy that a lot of places are going to implement as we wrap up summer um, might 
have some audibles as it's been the year of the variant, COVID and Loki. Um, Have you guys had any discussion at school um, and maybe put the brakes on some things? Because we're really only like three weeks out from most kids in Ohio going back. Um, I think we're just in general being cautiously optimistic. Obviously, we have planned out our year in full swing, like all of our events, everything as normal. Um, and we're just being cautious and optimistic that it will happen. But if something changes, we just have to be flexible. Um, and we know that that's a possibility. So I still haven't heard, um, if the kids have to wear masks when they come back. Um, but, uh, I, I think it would be smart if they did, um, because I think that would, you know, help us last a little longer if something happened but uh I don't we'll see we'll see I don't know I kind of I don't feel strongly either way I just want people to be safe and if people start getting sick again and depending on what we see with people that are are vaccinated the problem is you know we have a good chunk of our school that can't get vaccinated yet they're too young um but uh we'll see We'll see. Like the staff is vaccinated and we're taken care of, but I just want to make sure that the kids don't get sick because I know that there are kids that are getting sick. Um, I know, I know a a friend whose nephew is 28 years old and got COVID and they found him unresponsive and he's clinging to life. So it's, it's scary. I mean, I just, I, any idea why that person didn't get vaccinated? I, I don't know if they were vaccinated or not. So that's what I'm Ooh, trying to, to find out. Because if, if they were vaccinated, if, I'm going to have a panic attack. If they're clinging to life, the math would say that they were not vaccinated. I'm guessing they weren't. But again, a healthy person, 28 years old, like these, we ha- we need to get the kids vaccinated. Um, do, I don't, can you get, the last time I knew the age was like 12 or is it still oh. 16? I think it's 12. Is it 12? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I'm just, I'm hoping that kids get vaccinated because it's it's coming for them. So, well, I'd, I know we weren't, we weren't pushing that at first. We were pushing it for adults, but I really think the kids need to get vaccinated because they they're could, starting to get sick. They could very likely, if not, if they don't get sick, just transmit it to people that they live with. If you didn't know, Bethany, right. I... I had some symptoms and still have them. So I went and got my hat trick, my third COVID test yesterday. Um, so we'll see if I'm a breakthrough or it's just um, an irritating summer cold. And for so that's th- been going around. So it might, it might just be a cold. I know a couple of people that freaked out and went and got tested and it was negative, but they definitely were sick for like a week. I didn't, I didn't freak out, but it was more like, I just don't want to be irresponsible at work. And, Regardless of if, if it's COVID or not, I will, until the symptoms go away, I will continue to wear a mask. I mean, that's one of the things that I hope comes of this. Like we've talked about a couple of times, I hope we become more like the Asian cultures that when you when somebody's sick, put a mask on so you don't spread your germs. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the fifty eighth time, <laughs> you might be done with COVID, but COVID ain't done with you. So, no, it's not. Um, and it, it's it's funny, like the people, well, it's not funny, but the unvaccinated people, uh, their personal choice is 
that's the that's the line they keep saying. Their personal choice is allowing potential potentially allowing the virus to enter their body, maybe kill them. For those that are unwill unwilling but able to get vaccinated, I would say, yeah, that sucks. Um, at least if I guess if they die, um, they can't allow the virus to mutate. Because the one the, the people that aren't getting vaccinated are allowing it to come to their body, mutate, and then jump and prolong its life. And again, like something that doesn't have a brain is killing us. Um, that that part is funny and embarrassing. But yeah. here we are. Um, Alexandria. Yeah. How is the uh how is the, the mental health conference for black and brown people yesterday? Oh, it was nice. It was it was for black men specifically. Um, and I noticed something, you know, and I noticed something that like, there's another mayor, potential mayor coming out and talking about what they want to do for crime and all of that. And it always starts with the youth. And so this was a conference of black men's mental health and like a journey through mental health. But it was like, it really focused on youth and like, you know, what, what the young boys need to see and the role models and the relatability that they need to see to feel vulnerable. So vulnerability was a big talking point And balance and all of that so it was really nice to get some um men like some leaders in our community to kind of get together and present on how we as a community can address black men's mental health in lucas county it was it was nice nami did a great job good i know we talk about these things to try to improve our community and do the fundamental things and create these backbones so everybody does better i heard a song today actually hold, hold on let me pull it up i was going to get coffee this morning and I had the Shazam song. <laughs> Stop. It was an old song. I, it sounded like Marvin Gaye's, what is it, We've Got It Going On, or what was the one that was remade after 9 11? What? Um, what's going on? Yeah, oh, what's going yeah, on? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this one is called Wake Up, Everybody. How, Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. Um, let's see. This thing is super old. It's got to be from the seventies. Um, if you give me a second, let me, let me look it up. Wake up everybody. Harold. When did the song come out? I'm sorry for boring you podcast people who are waiting for an answer, but 1975, we'll take it. So we're talking 40 plus years. Um, it, it was talking about um, the builders. They've they've got to build for everybody. And God, there was another lyric in there as well. I could actually just pull the lyrics up right there. Um, sorry. No more backward. The world has changed so very much from what it used to be. I'm sorry. I. The world won't get no better if we just let it be. The world won't get no better. Got to change it. Yeah, just you and me. Wake up all the doctors. Make the old people well. They're the ones who suffer and catch all the hell. But they don't have very long before Judgment Day. Blah, blah, blah. Wake up all the builders. It's time to build a new land. I know we can do it if we all lend a hand. Um, And there's something about, like, poverty in here as well. So, um, all the problems are still the same from 40 years ago. And I know we... (laughs) We all try to There's do a like, lot of those songs. Yes, there is for like every generation. And yeah. I, I I just wonder, like we, we try to do the things and we spend a lot of time talking about these things 
and I wonder, like, how much actually gets done? Like, all these council candidates and the mayor stuff, like, here's what we want to do. And I wonder if just everything that everybody tries is just rhetoric. Sorry, I'm being very negative and pessimistic. But it's like, no, but it's true. Like, why are these songs from 40 years ago still so relevant? And it happens. Like, I feel like every 10 years we come out with a song that... It's like, oh, this is the song of the times, but it's the same lyrics as 40 years ago, you know? It evolves with the generation, but it's the same message every time. Like the 70s, mm-hmm. you know, all the songs that came out around Vietnam and the, you know, and the wars that were happening, like that was all coming out. And then, you know, there were, there was music in the 80s and in the 90s. I think what it was, um, it was like Blink-182 or something like that. I was listening to the other day, like an orig- like an old old song and it was mm-hmm. the same shit it was like this makes yep. a lot of sense you know and it was the, i think they were talking about politicians thinking young people don't know what we're talking about but this the world is going to be for us not for you you know like we're going to make it better for us not for you because you'll be dead like <laughs> that mm-hmm. kind of stuff but it's the <laughs> same like it, it 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 just every generation has its own you know music that is pushing the same message yeah, it's all the same. And Blink-182 is not old, so shut your face. Well, <laughs> no, but it, I'm, no, I mean, in a, like one of their first songs. It was either Blink-182 or I don't know. I don't remember the band, but it was one of their first pieces of work. Like, obviously, some of these bands had been making music and still make music. Like but it Green was Day like, or something. May, right, right, right. It, yeah. it might have been Green Day. I don't remember. Somewhere in that genre. Um, The one thing that is always consistent even though the, the lyrics in that song, the building doctors, getting people healthy in poverty is, is always the same. But one thing that is generational going back to the beginning of time and human beings is um, young people have the ambition and the energy and mm-hmm. the creativity, but they don't have the experience and the communication and diplomatic skills. Whereas with older people, it's reversed. They have the experience, communication, and diplomatic skills, but they're not as um, courageous and creative as they used to be. And if we could get those two sides to work better together, the world might be a better place in a lot of ways. And it's unfortunately never going to be better or great for everybody um, for a million reasons. But it the thought hopped into my head like when I was hearing that song and just giving it some, some thought, like... A lot of people are doing a lot of incredibly great things and there is always progress. But for all those people and hands pushing things forward um, with all those muscles that are being used to to get some progress, it's like a thousand pounds of muscle for a millimeter of progress. And it's kind of deflating. Yeah. It's kind of deflating. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it is. I, you know every now and then like we'll see like change actually happening or a conversation that has penetrated I think the minds of the majority in a way that will make a difference or like influence change but very rarely do you see that I would say I'm like I know we talked about this yesterday but I'm very encouraged by how many people coming out and supporting Simone supporting Simone Biles and it's like mental health I, I thought about that today and I was like, I should text Eric. Like, are we happy or are we bitter that everyone's talking mental health when we were talking about it when it wasn't cool? You know what I mean? But nonetheless, it's being talked about. So that's that I feel like into the next generation will not look the same as it did 10 years ago or 10 years before that or 10 years before that. Yeah, I agree. We need those watershed moments like her and mm-hmm. that 
is able to be a thousand pounds of muscle to move things an inch forward as opposed to a millimeter. Um, and, and I know exactly how you're feeling. It's like, hey, we've been talking about this forever. But like, you, you, you need these famous people who who are looked up to. It, it was it was stomach turning. So uh, to work on a work project here, I was looking at the K100 Facebook page, and they had posted about Simone Biles. I don't know who posted it or whether it was a national thing, but dear God, it was like 80-20 for people who were vehemently against her. There was one dude who said, I can't wait till the pandemic's over so we don't have to hear about this mental health stuff anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Said by somebody who probably lives it undiagnosed. (laughs) I don't know. Bethany, are you still there? Uh Uh-oh. She's completely gone. She said F these two. Um, Who's Suni Lee? Uh, she was a, she she is a pretty good gymnast. I mean, I didn't know about her before the um, trials that I watched a couple weeks ago, the beginning of July. But even then, she was doing really well. Like I think she might have like outdone Simone Biles a couple times. So right. she, she was perfectly capable of bringing home the gold, and she, and she did. Welcome back, Bethany. Hi, sorry, internet issues. Uh, no, you're fine. <laughs> Be- has anybody watched anything else Olympic oriented and? I have not seen a bunch in my timeline, and I'm wondering. I did see someone early on complaining that NBC had put a lot of its content on Peacock, the level you had to pay uh-huh. for, especially the, the the USA basketball games. And I get that it's a business decision, but I also saw something to the effect of they were limiting what people could put out on Twitter. Which I get it. You want people to buy your content or come to your platform, but also. It seems like there's a lot fewer people talking about what's happening. And I get it. The time difference is a big deal. But if you're not seeing it in your timelines, um, you're not following it or interested in it. And at the end of the day, you know, you've got to have interest. So people turn on some things and see some sponsor messages because I haven't seen anything but Simone Biles at this point. I'm a little um, disappointed at that. Like I, the the time difference, absolutely. That like it was. I didn't even think about that until the, I think we talked about this the opening ceremony, <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute. I had my whole Friday night planned out to watch this, and it's like, dummy, they're in Tokyo, and I was like, oh my gosh, that makes complete sense. But it really affected how I watch the Olympics because I normally will be one to come home, sit on the couch, and really watch it, and I have not been doing that because I can't catch gymnastics at the right time or diving at the right time or swimming at the right time. So I'm really only watching, um, like coverage, you know, in five minute increments on whatever the, the, the highlights are. That's really all I'm able to catch. I don't love it. I'm not, I'm upset about it actually. Bethany, what about you? Um, so I obsess over the Olympics. Um, (laughs) I put it on my computer every day at work and I have it on all day. Um, but I use my parents' DirecTV login to get, like, the different live streams that are on NBC.com. Um, so, like, I've pretty much watched everything. Like, sometimes fencing is on. Sometimes it's swimming. Sometimes it's the kayaking. Sometimes it's the women's soccer. Um, like, I've, I've watched it all. Um, but I've been able to, to log in with the DirecTV Um And I try, like, I tried to look up the schedule, like, gymnastics is obviously my favorite thing, so I tried to look up the schedule of when things would air, Um, but, like, we don't have cable, so it's not like I can, like, record it on DirecTV and then watch it, like, I have to be at home 
when it's airing and or not sleeping. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's difficult, but I try to catch as much as I can um, that way and just kind of have it on in the background all day at work so I can like catch things. But the Toledo boxer, O'Shea Jones, she fights tomorrow morning at 5.30 a.m. If anybody, by the time we're all up, she'll have finished the bout. So hopefully she advances. I think she's like a fight or two away from at least fighting for a medal, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But I live in the Twitter world. Like I don't watch a lot of live events anymore. And I have seen very little um, in my social feeds of actual Olympic events. Um, and again, I wonder if that's because NBC and the Olympics are, are keeping it off of Twitter, which I don't know if that's a good idea or a bad idea. Um, it's kind of like I, I make the comparison of to, to baseball and basketball. Like, I think it's OK for the NBA for less people to be watching basketball games or baseball games. But as long as you have activity on social feeds, you are potentially creating interest and in fans. Now, whether you can monetize that and that's the bottom line for everybody is still up in the air. But the only thing I could tell you about the Olympics so far is, let me give this a quick thought. There's a Dressel guy who is our good swimmer and mm-hmm. the Simone Biles stuff and Suni Lee. I've seen that. that. That's all I've seen. And I know the USA basketball team keeps losing, although they beat Iran by like 68,000. But as far as like other stories that would normally come out that because and these people become viral superstars because of something they did on the medal stand or the way they won. I haven't seen any of that. There's a 17 year old who won a medal in swimming and from Alaska. I saw and then, that. Yeah, that was there's cool. an, there was another Simone who's a swimmer who's the black one. I believe her name is Simone. Um, so she's a big time swimmer and she happens to be black. And um, oh Jesus, there's now skateboarding in the Olympics surfing in the olympics and there was a shark wasn't there at one of the olympic heats for surfing recently oh, I, didn't, I didn't know about that all of the i know we got our fir- media yeah we got our first uh i think the first medal in women's fencing in individual fencing um and it was a gold like now that's got, a big deal yeah we got our first uh we got gold medal in women's fencing and then I think we got our first medal in Taekwondo. Mm. I think that's what it was that we we got a woman gold in Taekwondo. So I mean, there's there's cool things happening for sure. Um, I think but those... I'm kind of finding out from different different right, avenues after the fact. Yeah. I like yeah. I like those more than great. We run in the pool. We run on the we, well. We don't win a whole lot on or the women do in um uh, in running. But we're always good at the Summer Olympics, G- gymnastics. I like when we win on these like sports that we don't, we're not very particularly good in. I get it; they're not all that interesting, mm-hmm. like taekwondo or fencing. But we're like the extreme underdogs. That's why I mentioned last week. I like the winter, the Winter Olympics. We're like we should win in in the pool and on the mat and things like that. So it's neat to see those stories and where but those I like people watching, come from. I like watching non-USA people win too, like that Australian girl who like killed at swimming. Um, yeah. It was the one that, uh, what's her name, was going up against, like, uh, uh, Titus? Is that her name, Titus? I'm all about um, Titus. Titus. <laughs> <yeah>. um, <laughs> but, she, like, she can't, like, I, I like seeing, you know, these, these up-and-comers, even from other countries, because it's just exciting to, like, watch them when they win, and, like, they are so excited. And there was a, there was a male swimmer from, like, some random country 
that got gold and it was just like out of nowhere like stuff like that's really cool to me yeah i I think i think the philippines won their first medal ever or something in that island yeah region yeah um like that that stuff's cool there was, there was a, a there's um, a Chinese duo, they're young girls, teenagers, um, from China who won in diving. And like you should just watch it. Like just it, you can watch like a five minute were reel insane. of their dives. They literally barely made a drop in the water. It was like they just they just cut right through the water. And it's in it was just insane to watch. And and they were really happy and they were teens. It was their first Olympics and they just blew everybody away. It was really impressive. I like diving. Yeah, to not see any Drops and literally, I think you said it's like a knife. It, it's it's pretty yeah. amazing to see and how they can keep their bodies so firm and tight and the form. It's, I mean, the I I am not disparaging Olympic athletes by any shape of the imagination. It's just not all that interesting to me as, as it used to be. <laughs> um, and I'm happy that these people. It's good that the Olympics went on. Um, there's no fans, so that makes it safer, and it sucks that COVID ramped back up. But, like, these people, this is not even 15 minutes. This is, like, 1.5 seconds of fame, and this is what they train their entire lives for, to win these mm-hmm. these medals. And some of them are some of the greatest athletes on the planet. Some of them are not, like skateboarders. They're just very good at what they do. And I'm not saying that they're not athletes, but they're not they're not NBA players or anything like mm-hmm. that, but they're, they're still, you know, when you're amazing at something, regardless of what it is, it's still incredible to watch, um, to wrap up. And this is, I guess, somewhat Olympic oriented. Jaden did an interview with Cardi Finkbeiner and Car- I guess Jaden asked him about his age and I've seen enough recent stuff of Cardi to go, I hope I'm in that kind of, I hope I have that kind of fervor and energy when I'm 80 something. So I got no problem with that. He seems rather lucid and everything. He essentially, he didn't challenge, but he said he could beat the mayor in a race, like an actual running race. Mm. <laughs> is it because our mayor, you know, has a little more weight on him and because Cardi is old that like it would be an equal match? I I think that that's a great analysis and i think <laughs> as long as nobody was going to get hurt or or killed i'd be all for seeing this it would add some some levity to to the race my god we would make national news for that like i could imagine trevor trevor noah like toledo's here again guys yep. apparently like they added a new um, competition to a mayor's race that starts with a sprint and like, ends why with do we the have hospitalization? to be famous for something like that? It, it's an actual. Why does that have to put us on the map? It's an in a salute to the Olympics. It's an actual mayoral race, like a running. You've got an eighty-year-old guy who's in good shape. You've got a late forties, fifty-year-old guy, probably not in the best shape, but young and seemingly in good health. Have at it. We got a hundred meters. We can do fifty yards, forty yards. Let's do it. <laughs> Yeah, go for it. You be the host. I I would love to. And anybody, any of the other right? Oh, one last thing. One last thing. The 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 dust up at the council meeting yesterday, Alex. I think mm. I sent you everything that I saw, and mm-hmm. I don't. I hope that the the officer that put her, his hands on the woman as she was walking to the second row where she was told to move to. Um, I hope mm-hmm. he got reprimanded again. Like I've been saying this for years. If more of us follow the one rule we learned when we were two, the world would be a better place. Keep your hands to yourself. Um, he was yep. not. 
He was not right. He was wrong for putting his hands on there as she was moving. She was wrong for sitting in a very clearly designated reserved seat. Like, this was not a small sign or anything like that. There was reserved, there was a big 8 by 11 sheet of paper that said reserved across every seat on the front row. So why she decided to be so indignant and to do that, I don't know. But they were both wrong. Yeah, it just it just seems so small. And it escalated to a point where it didn't need to go. And I think in de-escalation practices, like there's a little bit of still allowing that person to be a little fiery and allow them to have like that kind of heat behind them without having to make it worse. Like, and I think an example, you're right. Like the mistake the officer made was when she was already walking to her seat, you don't need to physically lay a hand on her to escort her to make sure she goes there. You know what I mean? Like that, anyone would have known that that would have pissed her off even more. So, but it's a high adrenaline situation. So he probably wasn't thinking completely well either, but again, you're an officer. So you're expected to perform in high adrenaline situations. And, um, it, it, that definitely made it worse. So as soon as she snatched her arm away, which I also like, if you pick, if you tick me off, like I can't guarantee that if you get anywhere near me, I might rage out as well. I'm not going to hit you, but I'm, I'm going to be upset. And so um, when she pulled her arm away from him, it just went south from there. I've worked with her before, so I know who she is. As soon as I, the name sounded familiar, and then when I saw a picture, I said, oh, I know exactly who that is. Um, you going to vote and, for her or for mayor? Is she running for mayor? She's a write-in candidate. Oh, Jesus. No, but um, no. Part of me thinks um, that that the, the cynic in me thinks that she was there to do that to get some some notoriety. Mm. But whatever. Maybe. Maybe. Um, Bad move. I hope... Uh, Bethany, what are your weekend plans? Did we lose her again? We must have. She muted himself. She muted Hi, welcome back. Um, I have UDA camp with St. Ursula. UDA. What, 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 is U, what is UDA? United Dancers Association. Is it? Is that what it? Is that what it means? She left. What are you doing this weekend? Uh, I have an engagement party to go to on Saturday evening, and then Sunday we're having dinner with my brother. It'll be the first time I've seen him in a couple of years. And she's back again. Hi, Bethany. Hello. Hi. Oh, one. Um, la- no, this this weekend I have UDA camp, so I'll be doing that all weekend. You, is that United Dancers Association? <laughs> Close. What is it? I think it's uni- Universal Dance Alliance. Alex, you were close. Oh. Um, <laughs> Uda, Uda girl, Uda man. Uda. <laughs> Get it? Uda. Bethany, last question. Um, I told Amanda about Maddie shitting on both of you. She wanted to know if it was <laughs> solid or not solid. Uh, so the first time it happened, it was not solid. The second time, this latest time, it was solid. When it came out the first time, did it just turn the bath water into like swamp water? Pretty much. Oh. Ew. Yep. Oh. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a good weekend. I'll text. Uh, I'll talk to you both later tonight. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.